Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to my weekly email newsletter, Friday Focus. Each Friday, I focus on one topic with one action arising. The link to sign up is in the show notes or head over to amyrolinson.com and sign up right now. Hello and welcome to episode 358, the 57th Reflections with Actions episode to date. My husband John and I have just returned from a few days in the Netherlands visiting family. However, our primary focus was to drop off our daughter Holly for her third year at university studying abroad in Amsterdam. What an exciting, beautiful and kind city Amsterdam is. I know Holly will have an incredible year there. And at the end of September, after we drop off Eddie to Loughborough, John and I will officially become empty nesters. So that will mean new beginnings for all four of us and certainly plenty of opportunities for many midlife beginnings for John and me. More travel beckons for sure, with a trip to Cape Town already booked. Anyway, let's dive straight into today's Reflections with Actions from the last five Focus on Why episodes. Did you manage to tune in to all five yet? If not, here are some of my reflections with actions from them, which will give you some insights into which ones you may like to head back and go and listen to the full episode. First up is episode 353, Commit to Giving with Naomi Stonia. In this episode, Naomi shared her journey of discovering her purpose, mastering emotional management and transforming her relationships. It's a must listen if you're seeking personal growth and fulfillment. Life was a roller coaster of emotions with childhood experience shaping and affecting Naomi's adulthood relationships, friendships and workplace. However, when infertility came her way, Naomi realised she was ill-equipped to deal with it. Her longing for a big family became an obsession, driving her to undergo multiple unsuccessful fertility treatments. This journey nearly broke her, but it ultimately led her to reflect on how she showed up in relationships and how she created her own experiences. As a result, Naomi discovered her true calling in relationship coaching, transforming her personal struggles into a gift for others. She believes that it takes courage to go first, that you need to stop waiting and instead commit to giving. Now, what really stood out for me from Naomi's episode was that she believes that purpose filters everything. Naomi emphasizes that your purpose serves as a filter or operating system through which you make choices and decisions. Discovering and fulfilling your purpose is a lifelong project and it shapes every aspect of your life, whether you're aware of it or not. Your emotions and belief systems play a significant role in your relationships. Miscommunication and misunderstandings often arrives when your belief systems clash with others. Doing the inner work to understand how you filter information and manage your emotions can lead to more effective problem solving and healthier relationships. Naomi spoke of choosing love over fear, that by transitioning from fear-based actions to love-based actions, you can experience relief, empowerment and joy in your life. 
Choosing love and embracing emotional management can transform your relationships and lead to a more fulfilling life. Naomi said that we all have a life blueprint and that it determines the quality of your life. Naomi's journey teaches that you have the power to change your blueprints and create the experiences you desire. She focused on her needs and recognized that she was chasing a particular feeling, the feeling to be loved. As soon as she understood that, she was able to give herself that feeling. She was able to let go of the blueprint of needing a big family and simply be a great mum of one. Do you understand your needs? They're not to be confused with what you want or desire. Your needs are those elements that come together for you to live a satisfactory life, nothing more. For you to be safe, stable and healthy before anything else can even be considered. It is what is required. And if you look at the old English etymological makeup of the word, it means of necessity, compulsion, requirement for. You can live without your wants, but life really becomes very hard without your basic needs being met. So how do you work out the difference between your needs and your wants? Actually, it's fairly easy to do. It's about what you have to have to get to being in a satisfactory state, not in a desirable one. There's a big difference. Literally, a flat okay is what we're aiming for. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a good place to start with identifying your core physiological needs of how much water, sleep, food, fresh air and movement you need. List out everything you can think of that contributes towards your needs and then note whether your needs are being fully met on a daily basis. Look at the other needs too, the psychological safety needs, love and belonging, esteem and self-actualization, as there's likely to be a few more elements that you need there than just the physiological needs. Maybe love, connection, friendship or health make your list. It could be that you have been neglecting what you really need at your core. For me to be just okay every day, I need to have seven hours of sleep, at least two litres of water, but no later than at 9pm in the evening. I need to have three small yet regular healthy meals per day with plenty of fruit in between. I also need to be outside in nature for a walk for at least 30 minutes a day, preferably in amongst the trees. And I also feel the need to do an additional minimum of 40 minutes of exercise a day. I need alone time. I also need to be with friends or family each day just to be okay. So go on, have a go. There's no wrong or right way to put together your list here. Only a list that which brings you to a position of feeling and being okay. That's it. What I know for sure is that without your needs being met, you won't be able to help others. And you certainly won't be able to build the life of purpose you desire if you're struggling to meet your basic needs. So go on, focus on your needs today. Another reflection with action from Naomi's episode was around what she said about lack and abundance. She said, whatever it is you feel is lacking in the relationship, I want you to commit to playing full out, giving this without expectation of a response for a minimum of six months, at least better a year, two years, just commit to giving. Hence the episode title. It's a curious approach, which I imagine to be incredibly productive. Have a think about what you feel you are lacking in a relationship and follow Naomi's guidance. Commit to giving without any expectation of a response back from the other person and just see what happens. I know I will be doing this. How about you? 
What will you commit to giving and to whom? Next up is episode 354, Focus on Supported Living with Max Rayner. Reacting to the current mental health crisis and homelessness crisis, Max, along with his lifelong friend and business partner Alex, focuses on providing purpose-driven solutions in the care and supported living sector. With years of experience and a passion for helping others, Max has propelled his business to new heights, evolving his purpose while staying true to his core values. Max believes wholeheartedly in raising standards and creating a supportive community and is on a mission to provide as many vulnerable people as he possibly can with a place that they can call home. This episode is all about resilience in the face of loss, the importance of trust in business relationships and the power of purpose. Both Max and Alex lost their fathers when they were young and it brought them even closer as friends. They understood what it means to focus on why early in life. In terms of resilience, Max's journey has been filled with challenges, from the loss of his father to navigating the business through the difficulties that the COVID-19 pandemic brought on. However, his resilience and sense of purpose have helped him overcome these difficulties and find success. Max's story is a reminder that having a goal bigger than yourself and a sense of responsibility can fuel you through even the toughest of times. Despite being in the property business for 12 years, Max emphasises that success isn't about being the best businessman. It's about building strong partnerships and trusting those around you. Max and Alex prioritise their friendship over the success of their business. Collaboration and trust are the key ingredients for their growth and resilience. Their bond and complementary skills have propelled their property business forward. Max shares the ups and downs they've experienced together, their shared resilience and the importance of collaboration for their growth. Their business started with a focus on making money for themselves, but then Max and Alex quickly realised that they had lost sight of their purpose. They bravely shifted their focus to helping vulnerable individuals and this decision propelled their company to new heights. This is often the case with purpose when you switch the focus away from you and towards making a greater contribution to society. This episode teaches you the importance of constantly evaluating and evolving your goals and plans to align with your purpose. Max said that he is in his head with his thoughts constantly analysing his performance, constantly checking in with himself to understand the decisions he makes and why he does what he does. He knows how his decision making and thought process works. He doesn't look back, nor does he regret anything. How about you? Are you conscious of how your thought process works, the how and why you do what you do? Like Naomi, Max also spoke of a blueprint. Actually, he didn't believe that there is necessarily a blueprint to harnessing your why. I mentioned at the time that I have created a focus on why framework, which I designed to help my coaching clients with building their purpose. And it is really effective. It allows for the unique approach that everyone brings to living with purpose. If you are interested in working with me on your purpose, reach out via the Calendly link in the show notes or head to my website, amyrolandson.com and connect with me there. Remember, it's never too late to embrace change and pursue a path that truly aligns with your values. Next up is episode 355, Leadership Mindset 2.0 with R. Michael Anderson. As a thought leader, speaker, author, teacher and leader, Michael Anderson brings a unique perspective to the table. With a background in psychology and neuroscience, as well as practical leadership experience, Michael understands the need for resilience and responsibility, the evolving nature of purpose and the essential role that emotional intelligence plays in being an effective leader. 
Rethinking leadership in today's world is not only about helping you as a leader to grow, to change and evolve. It's about applying Leadership Mindset 2.0. Michael has a striking combination that creates truly impactful transformation in leaders. He has the real life business success of founding, scaling and exiting three software companies, plus the educational background of a master's degree in psychology. Michael's teachings on leadership mindset rooted in psychology and neuroscience have helped numerous individuals overcome challenges such as imposter syndrome, self-doubt and executive presence. His work aims to contribute to the world by helping people change, grow and evolve through leadership development. Leadership comes with immense responsibility. As a leader, it's crucial to understand that others look up to you and your actions reflect your leadership. Accepting a leadership role requires internal resilience and taking ownership of the outcomes. If you're not ready for the responsibility, it may not be the right fit for you. One key message from Michael was to dispel the myth that having a predetermined purpose leads to lifelong happiness. He shared how his purpose has evolved throughout different stages of life, starting in his 20s with a focus on gaining experience, wisdom and self-understanding. As an experienced keynote speaker, Michael acknowledges the value of a few decades of experience in his field. He recommends to let go of the pressure to have it all figured out and then simply embrace the journey of discovering your purpose. Your leadership is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. This eye-opening concept called projection is where your relationship with yourself mirrors every other relationship in your life. It sheds light on the importance of self-awareness, emotional intelligence and self-acceptance and leadership. Michael recommends that you get to know, like and trust yourself to become an effective leader. Embrace both your strengths and your shadow parts. And remember that showing your humanness and vulnerability makes you much more relatable and endearing. Michael drew parallels between leadership and motherhood, highlighting that both roles require acceptance of imperfections and the willingness to learn. He emphasised that it's okay not to know everything as a leader and that leaders will make wrong decisions and doubt themselves at times. Having self-compassion is crucial for a leader to navigate challenges and gain the trust and belief of their team. During his own leadership journey, Michael said initially he had limited support and understanding of leadership. However, through personal growth and learning, he discovered the importance of purpose, vision, culture, teamwork, communication, motivation and inspiration. The conversation we had together also delved into the mindset of high achievers. Michael highlighted that achieving external goals does not guarantee feelings of worthiness, love and happiness. I realised recently this to be the case for me. When I was young, I made a connection of self-worth and love with achievement, meaning that I would always feel the need to achieve to be worthy of love. Wow, how freeing that insight has been to let go of that limiting belief. When you focus on developing deeper self-awareness and emotional intelligence in both your personal and professional areas, it's incredible what you discover at an unconscious level. Something that really caught my attention from this episode, which I want to highlight, is that Michael spoke of how so many successful business people say they do everything for their family, yet they're still working 60 or 80 hours a week. They're not home for much of the week, and when they are home physically, they're still not there fully present mentally. They may have chased the dream of providing the nice house, car, holidays, etc., but essentially their families would really like them to just be home more. Michael said it's a big lie that people tell themselves that their family is the most important thing when really it isn't. 
The actions of working long hours might contradict the verbal assertion that family is a top priority. While it's possible that the individual genuinely values their family but is facing professional demands, the dissonance between their words and actions could lead to internal conflict and strained relationships. Addressing the situation openly and finding a balance that aligns with their values could help reconcile this uncomfortable truth and demonstrate a commitment to both work and family. This is a great example of a comfortable lie versus an uncomfortable truth. Or is it? Even if someone is financially comfortable, working 60 plus hour weeks while claiming that family is a priority can still be seen as a, an uncomfortable truth. Financial comfort doesn't necessarily negate the impact of long work hours on family relationships and personal well-being. In this case, the uncomfortable truth lies in the potential imbalance between their stated priorities and their actions. While financial stability might be present, the time and energy invested in work could still affect family dynamics, quality of life and personal health. Balancing work and family commitments is crucial for maintaining overall well-being, even when financial concerns are less pressing. Communicating openly about these priorities and finding ways to allocate time effectively can help align actions with values and reduce this discomfort of this truth. An uncomfortable truth, though unsettling, possesses the power to promote authenticity and trust within business. Embracing difficulties transparently builds resilience, solves problems and promotes lasting relationships. Choosing honesty over deception leads to sustainable growth, as well as demonstrates a commitment to ethical practices and long-term success. Despite it feeling uncomfortable at the time, I'm a strong believer that the truth should always triumph in the long run. People prefer to hear what they believe to be the truth as opposed to hearing what is in effect if actually true. This is true even if these are words they're telling themselves. So when is a comforting lie appropriate? A comforting lie could sometimes be justified in situations where the intention is to prevent unnecessary harm, to maintain privacy or to promote positive outcomes. But even in these cases, careful consideration is necessary. White lies can prevent hurting someone's feelings, whereas sharing the truth might cause them emotional distress. A comforting lie may be necessary where you need to withhold personal sensitive information to keep the peace or to maintain secrecy around a surprise party or gift. So there are times where it may be deemed acceptable or appropriate to lie. However, a comforting lie may provide momentary relief, but it does come with risk of eroding trust and integrity. Embracing uncomfortable truths is a necessary step towards personal and collective growth, improved relationships and more informed decision making. It requires a willingness to confront reality, face challenges and work towards positive outcomes. As Michael said, you simply have to own who you are. People want to know who you are, that you're a human being and that you make mistakes and the more humanness you can show everybody, the more people are going to be endeared to you. This episode could have been called Focus on You, as this reflection highlights the reasoning behind that. Next up is episode 356, Breaking the Cycle with Lise K. Bell. After realising acting wasn't her true calling, Lise K. Bell spent 25 years in corporate leadership, development and coaching. However, in 2016, her life took a dramatic turn when she found herself in a coercive, controlling relationship. This life-altering experience ignited a deep desire for self-discovery and led her on a path to find her true purpose. After embracing a period of intense personal growth lasting several years, Lise has now carved out a vital role for herself in educating young people about unhealthy relationships through the power of theatre. 
Combining her acting background, corporate experience and personal journey, she has created a groundbreaking offering that aims to break the cycle of abuse and prevent it in the next generation. Unhealthy relationships are pervasive. Lisa's mission is to bring attention to all forms of abuse, including bullying in the workplace, domestic abuse and even cyberbullying. By starting conversations early and questioning abusive behaviours, we can prevent generational cycles of abuse and create a safer future. Lise emphasises the importance of early intervention in addressing abusive behaviours. Through her theatre productions and workshops, she aims to educate young people about right and wrong, empowering them to identify and con to confront unhealthy relationships. Her work is incredible. I am all for supporting initiatives that focus on intervention and empower our youth. Lise is constantly exploring new ideas and is open to working with others on her mission to educate and support survivors of abuse. Her current project is a script for younger children about bullying, incorporating audience interaction. If you have suggestions or want to collaborate, reach out to Lise and be a part of creating positive change. What role do you think early intervention plays in preventing generational cycles of abuse? How can we effectively address and question abusive behaviours at a young age? How can we create a world without bullying in the workplace and domestic abuse? What steps can individuals and communities take to combat these issues? Lees uses theatre to provide solutions to the questions I've just posed. As a medium, it works really well to help her audience understand what it is they need to do to help her to achieve her mission to prevent generational cycles of abuse. Often when reflecting on the episodes I've just released, I'm inspired to focus on something that has arisen as a topic in my weekly Friday Focus blogs. I often use the power of a metaphor to get a message understood better than if I just tackled the topics head on. By the way, if you're not subscribed to my newsletter, then please head over to my website, amyrolandson.com and sign up today. Short, punchy, each week I focus on one thought-provoking topic with one recommended action arising for you to take on board. There are book recommendations, highlights from the latest podcast episodes and links to any special offers or courses I'm running. So sign up today. I do receive wonderful emails each week from my subscribers sharing the value they've received from the weekly topic I focus on detailing how they've really resonated with my subscribers and I'm so grateful for this so thank you. For me this August has been all about the 100 cricket competition. It has been so captivating and has brought our family together every day. I even managed to get tickets last minute to go to Edgbaston to watch Birmingham Phoenix play Welsh Fire. It's been over 30 years since I last went to Edgbaston and my mum and I had a fabulous time reminiscing over all the matches that we'd witnessed being played there at this particular ground. Since the age of eight, I've enjoyed sitting outside the cricket boundary. My dad, husband, son and daughter all play and we love the game of cricket. We would have to, given the amount of time we've all spent invested in the sport one way or another. However, what I've learned over the years is the importance of the boundary. The game only works with a clear boundary being set for the batting and bowling sides to both know when fours and sixes have been scored. Understanding your boundaries and knowing how to react when they have been crossed is an important life skill. However, first you have to know what your boundaries are in the first place. Often, people don't realise a boundary has been crossed until they become unexpectedly angry about something. Anger is a great indicator that someone has crossed a boundary that you've set unconsciously. 
If you're a people pleaser who regularly says yes to everything and everyone to the detriment of your own time and energy, then you know what I'm talking about here. I know that over the years, I've been guilty of acting this way, saying yes to everything, worried that I might be seen as unhelpful, unsupportive or selfish if I said no. However, over the last year or so, I've been consciously working on defining my boundaries and ensuring that they are really clear, not only to me, but to those around me so that I can reclaim my time and energy back. Setting boundaries and maintaining them gives you total autonomy over your life. I have set clear, purposeful intentions in life and I will likely say no to many things along my journey going forward. In fact, that's the only way I will get to live a purposeful and fulfilling life aligned to my values. I no longer feel guilty or that I'm letting people down when saying no to them. With confidence, I'm able to state my boundaries of what I am willing to do or not. As I get older, I recognise more and more the importance of my time, or rather, the ever-growing lack of it, and I'm no longer willing to spend it doing the things that do not serve me or my purpose. I don't need to make excuses or give any reasons either, and that feels so liberating. I've figured out my boundaries. Have you? One of my subscribers wrote to me saying that she just wanted to say thank you so much for this particular topic, Focus on Boundaries. Recently, she had found herself really tested and having to set firm-ish boundaries, something that she was not used to doing. She'd been worried that perhaps she'd been too rigid, but that my Friday Focus email had confirmed to her that she was doing the right thing by setting these boundaries. So are you clear on your boundaries? Set yourself free by defining them. Focus on boundaries. And if you need help with establishing clear boundaries, please do reach out to me via my website, amyrolinson.com or any of the social media links in the show notes. My final reflections with actions today are from episode 357, Spirit of Adventure with Ned Shakir. Having reconnected with his inner child, Ned Shakir's journey of finding purpose in life to empowering fathers to lead courageously has been transformational. From prioritizing personal time to embracing his passion for teaching, Ned shares how his work with young people and adults has become a source of energy and motivation. Through his experiences as a parent, mentor and martial artist, Ned has learned valuable lessons about self-love, vulnerability and the power of embracing challenges. He shares the importance of finding your own treasure and living a life driven by kindness, courage, connection and the spirit of adventure. He reminds us of the importance of reconnecting with your adventurous and fearless younger self, essentially to embrace your inner child. By approaching life with a childlike sense of wonder and enthusiasm, you can find joy and unlock your true potential. True courage comes from embracing vulnerability and accepting your weaknesses. Ned shares the power of vulnerability in his martial arts journey and how it has allowed him to grow and help others do the same. Courage is achieved through showing your vulnerability. Ned's personal journey of leaving a successful business to pursue what he truly loves serves as a reminder to follow your passions and create your life of purpose. His dedication to empowering fathers and creating meaningful connections with their families is truly inspiring. And what I want to reflect on from this episode is when Ned described the impact of his formative and teenage years had on him growing up, that when he became an adult, he felt he was equipped with very few skills in actually being an adult. Well, doesn't everyone feel like this to a certain extent? Yet Ned felt he was not prepared at all. I attended a celebration of life recently and I realised just how much I had been prepared by the people I was surrounded by. 
I hadn't realised it really until this moment when sitting alongside my closest school friends and teachers, just how much they had shaped me. I'm not sure how many people were in the room exactly, but it was a lot, more than had been expected by the family. Dozens of people were standing behind those seated all the way to the back of the room. The occasion was a celebration of life for Roger Andrew Stanbridge, or as I knew him, Stanners. He was my secondary school headmaster and he was an absolute legend. All of the girls at our school loved him. The fact that so many ex-students, teachers, past and present, family and friends were all there to celebrate his life is testament to that. It was over 30 years ago now since I left school under his expert guidance and yet during the beautiful service and the moments we were given to reflect, I was instantly transported to that period of my life. Memories of him teaching us chemistry flooding back as though it was just yesterday. His assemblies were always brilliant, inspiring, witty and engaging. Stanners knew exactly how to hold our attention. He managed all 400 girls aged 11 to 18 effortlessly. As my school friend Jeanette said to me just after the service, he knew us better than we even knew ourselves. And just before the service started, I spoke with my favourite art teacher, Mrs Jones, someone who I hadn't seen for over 30 years. And she said that Stanners had always said yes to everything that she had proposed, that she had wanted to explore with us, even if that meant taking her art classes out into the field. Yes, Stanners was a man of science. However, he truly believed creativity was just as important for our development. Teachers influence. They are so important. And as I just said at the time, I'm not sure I appreciated just how much they would influence and prepare me for my future. At the service, I had the privilege to thank Mrs. Jones for her time and the many gifts of wisdom that she gave me over the seven years we spent together. The advice she gave me aged 11 to have courage with conviction still sits with me today, and I told her so. Sometimes you see the direct influence someone has on you. Other times it happens in the background, and it's only when you reflect that you realise just how influential a person can be on your life. I spent the rest of the afternoon speaking to many teachers who I had not seen for three decades, and I now see just how influential the time I spent with them was. How much those years have influenced who I am today. How much I learned and took on board as I live, breathe and think in many of those ways today. Sadly, I didn't get the chance to thank Stanners personally for who he was and what he did for me, for all of us. And I'm generally very sorry for that. However, what I believe in my heart is that Stanners knew we were grateful for his gentle guidance. He knew his purpose and how he had a positive influence on us. And the fact that the room was full for his celebration of life revealed just how this influence knew no bounds. Thank you, Stanners. You'd be thrilled to know we raised a glass to you in your favourite pub after the service. So be mindful of the time that you spend with others. Your words matter. Your actions matter. Your leadership matters. You don't need to be a school teacher to teach others. Impressions may last a lifetime, but influence lasts for generations. Your influence is your legacy. How will your influence on others leave a beautiful legacy? How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.